Hi there, my name is uh, Rooney Yano, I'm a historian of religion, doing my PhD at the University of Uppsala. And I want to thank you all for the overwhelming response in my last video on St. Eric. And uh, here, um, well there I mentioned this wall calendar that we are uh, trying to produce for next year. And here I'll introduce one particularly nice aspect of this calendar, which is the runic calendar. It's not named after me, it's its, its own thing. Um, yeah. In order to understand runic calendar, what it is, you need a little bit of background, because the runic calendar is a medieval reinvention of an important aspect of the pre-Christian Nordic anima, a calendar. Um, and the pre-Christian calendar was a lunisolar calendar. What does that mean, lunisolar calendar? Well, it means that it combines the cycles of the sun and the moon, lunisolar, in reckoning the year. Uh, and that means that months follow the moon, like in the Islamic calendar, a month goes from new moon to new moon. But the Nordic calendar differs from the Islamic year in that these moon months, they're calibrated with the solar cycle, so they're calibrated in with the solstice, and thereby they stay approximately at the same time of year. Um, the calendar that we have is a solar calendar, it's the Gregorian calendar. You'll notice that the solstices and the equinoxes are on fixed dates, whereas the moon phases, they fluctuate. It, it isn't, for instance, the new moon always on the, on the first of, a, on the first of a, a month, right? So the choice for the calendar that we're producing here is to access this lunisolar aspect through particularly the runic calendar, which is an extremely beautiful, I think, way of renewing this lunisolar aspect into new, new ways of reckoning that arrived in Scandinavia in the Middle Ages. Um, for anybody interested in lunisolar time as such, there's this awesome standard work uh, by Andreas Norberg uh, with an excellent English summary, and it's readily available on the internet. I'll put a link down somewhere in the text around this video. Um, but the calendar that we are publishing here is based on a normal Gregorian calendar, but we use that as a lens into different you know, forms of traditional seasonal animism from the North Sea region. And the runic calendar is an example of that. It's a somewhat overlooked aspect, I think, of traditional seasonal animism. Um, and like the pre-Christian calendar, the runic calendar looks at the relation between the sun and the moon cycles. It probably began being used in Scandinavia sometime in the Middle Ages, uh, but uh, though the, this particular system was known all over Europe, it got particularly important in Sweden. And I think the reason for this popularity is that this particularly Nordic uh, version is also based on the same thing, is this relation between the changes in moon phases and the solar year. So it uses this European system for keeping track of the moon phases and in order to reinvent this earlier idea of relating the cycles of the sun and the moon, the lunar solar year. So the runic calendar has two lines or staffs, the R staff, the year staff, and the Tungul staff or moon staff. And the R staff represents a week-based counting of the solar year. Again, this is probably a built on a pre-Christian so-called week year, which counted the solar year by a fixed number of weeks. And this rune row, the R star for solar runes, 
has seven rooms that are repeated throughout the year, and they will represent different days of the year and different uh, different days of the week and different years. The runes in the Tunkelstaff are moon line of runes. They represent the cycle of the moon in any given year. Because the thing is that the moon doesn't just fluctuate in relation to the dates. The moon faces returns. It falls back into with the solar year. So over a 19-year period, the moon phase will return to the same date. For instance, in 2018, it was a full moon on the winter solstice. Then the moon phases will change and fluctuate. But 19 years later, the moon phases will return to the same dates, and it will then be full moon on the winter solstice again. Um, so, and, and those are the dates that are represented by the runes in the moon staff or the tungle staff. So, the first line of runes represent the solar year, and the second defines the lunar year. You could say that each day during a year has a runic signature that represents its relation to the cycles of the sun and the moon in any given year. And the lunar cycle is, is particularly important because the moon has played a key role in Nordic animism. And this is an aspect which is not so present in the Icelandic source material, but if you look at the folkloric animism, you, you find that the moon has had a central role and it's also an ancient aspect. You have like Roman sources who mention how Germanic peoples would time their celebrations after the cycles of the moon. Um, there is even one rather unreliable source which indicates that they may have known this 19-year cycle of the moon, that the moon returns to the same dates after uh, the moon phases return to the same dates after 19 years. This is not impossible. Uh, because people weren't ignorant. Uh, in fact, they were extremely observant, and uh, there are quite astonishing examples of, of the precision with which they would um, have knowledge of the cycles and of the, of the sun and the moon. Uh, but whether or not they knew this 19-year uh, cycle, this European system that became the runic calendar uh, it describes the 19-year cycle, and it must and this must have appeal to the sensibilities of Northern Europeans who focuses on the moon and the relation between the moon and the sun. Because the thing is that animism is not nostalgia. It's not an antiquarianist thing. You know, so when a new system for understanding something important about your world comes along, then people include it and use it, you know, and... Um, uh, the, the runic calendar basically defines the cycle of the moon for a given year. <clears throat> and so you might ask, what does that have to do with animism? You know? is, it, um, uh, is it uh Is it not just a way of counting things? And yeah, maybe it is, it's, from some perspective, it's a way of counting. But it's not just a way of counting, because animist perceptions, they are... They don't distinguish between something that's religious and animated and personified and something that isn't in the same way as we do in modernity or that modern people tend to do it. Um, typically, these will be aspects of each other. And there's even one source which um, actually gives, uh, indicates that there have been, that the rune that defined the lunar cycle for the year held a divination for that year. Uh, and I might come back with a video about that at some point, but here it's just to say that it's not just counting, there's also something about the meaning of the runes that sort of you know, relate to the cycles of the sun and the moon. 
So here it's uh, just, I just want to say that this is the kind of knowledge that we're trying to make accessible with this calendar of Nordic animism that we hope will be available for pre-order and not so long. Uh, and you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Thank you very much and uh, see you around. Ciao.